everybody, and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I'm joined, as always, by Adam, Adman Cook. Hey, Blaine. Great to be here. We are streaming today live from Comic Club HQ. Each month over here at the pod, we read a new comic or graphic novel, break it down in the show. This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce the book that we're reading and chat about our first impressions, including the bare bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover this month is Venom Month, everybody. Get excited. We're not reading one Venom book. We're reading two Venom books. We're going to talk about those. Adam, give us the bare bones about Venom. The bare bones about Venom is that this is the Venom origin story. This is the creation of Venom, the supervillain as we know it, alien symbiote suit that Superman, or excuse me, that Spider-Man was wearing, gets transferred onto Eddie Brock, and we go on a journey with him, and it's a seminal piece in comic lore. Blaine, why did we choose Venom for this month? There you go. Because we got a movie coming out. It's been pushed back a couple times. It's called Venom 2. Let there be carnage for, you know, people that grew up in the 90s like us, Adam. Venom is seminal. He is badass. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But um, just to recap a little bit, here is what we're reading to boil it down for you. Amazing Spider-Man issues 300 and then 315 through 317, okay? To, to get technical, but you can find those in Venom, the Epic Collection, and Spider-Man, the Birth of Venom. So go look for those trade paperbacks at, you know, your comic store, wherever you buy comics. We're also, so that's the old comic we're reading. That's what Adam was talking about, the birth, the origin of Venom. We're also, also reading Venom by Donny Cates, Volume 1, Rex, a mega popular sort of rebirth, reinterpretation of Venom. I mean, this thing sells out whenever it was coming out, like big time. I think those first issues are worth a lot of money. So again, we're reading old school Venom and new school Venom. I'm super excited about it. We got a movie coming out. I was talking a little bit about my kind of experience. Whenever you grew up in the 90s, comics were very much all about being cool. And nobody did cooler more than Todd McFarlane. He drew the coolest shit. And I I wanted to try to find this, Adam, but I drew a Venom like uh, artwork as a kid. And there's this image burned into my mind and it's venom like crouched in this uh I, it may be in that 300 issue or i'm gonna have to look for it but it's this artwork where i think he's stalking mary jane and he's in the apartment and he's like crouched there and i remember just like pouring over that as a kid because i used to do some art and drawing that and i don't think i read any venom at all as a kid but in my consciousness i always just thought he's like the scary cool badass, muscly version of Spider-Man. Well, what about you? What's your experience with Venom? Very similar in my, you know, my interpretation of him or, or like what I envisioned him is he just, he's all muscles and dripping fangs and a gross reptilian tongue. And yes. so he was always really intriguing as you know, a character, but I hadn't read him for a long time. It wasn't really, um, you know, until I was in the middle of my comic reading and I came into comics I mean, a little bit late as a late yeah. high schooler, but um, 
someone gave me a collection of the first Venom runs, the first, you know, the origin, some of the stuff that we've read or that we are reading this month. And I just remember having that and just thinking like, this is 90s comics. This is exactly what I think of when I think about 90s comics. And Todd McFarlane, like you said, he just knew how to do cool and capture that 90s love of muscles and like guns and weapons and just like, it's just so much fun to, it kind of just makes me feel like a kid again. You're exactly right. And again, whenever you went to 90s comics, you didn't go for the writing. You came for the art. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you came for Cable with all of his pouches all over him and his muscles that are like bigger than you know anything a lot of these guys is funny because they criticize the way they draw their feet i think um famously like they would kind of hide their feet or hide their hands because like all they you know they just drew the muscles and it's not accurate at all but um venom just his design is so sick and i kind of forgot um of like the symbiote was on Spider-Man first. So he kind of has that cool thing, but the venom iteration, like you said, the reptilian where his, his mouth comes out and it has the teeth and oh, he just looks creepy. So creepy. All right, let's move it on over. We're going to who this comic is for. So Adam, who is this comic for? This comic is for people looking for a comic book entry point. Nineties kids. Fans of eighties action movies. Humans and symbiotes alike. Bodybuilders. And folks looking for the darker side of the Marvel Universe. Again, if that's you, if you're any of those people, pick up this book. Join us on Comic Club. We're going to move it on over to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? Adam, what cover are we looking at? And let's judge this book by its cover. We're going to start with the cover for The Amazing Spider-Man number 300. And if you see this comic book in the store, Blaine, there is no way you're walking by without pulling it off the shelf. It is so visually grabbing. It has, it was a 300, you know, it's the 300th issue. It was also a 25th anniversary issue. And you can tell that they just went all out on this. In the background, there's just rows of... 300. It just says 300 up and down and up and down and up and up and down. You can see, you know, it's going to be 300. And yeah, then in it, the. Go it, ahead. it forms this like pattern. So it's like, again, like Adam's saying, it almost, as you look at it, is visually like the spider, the Spider Man classic costume, which is like the red with the webbing. And, and it is that red with the black. And so it kind of looks this sort of Spider Man y pattern. But go ahead. And then in the center, you've got Spider-Man front and center doing a classic web slinger flight, shooting out some webs while he's, uh, you know, letting go of another one. But he's not wearing his red and blue suit. He's wearing the all black, what we will come to know as the Venom suit. And you can tell that something's different. Why is Spider-Man wearing this weird suit? This is a classic Todd McFarlane cover, too, because it's got that Todd McFarlane has this way of drawing Spider-Man's web that I love. Like, it looks like ropes. And he does this kind of coil wrap around the web, and it makes it look, like, really strong. And I've just always, you know, come to identify that with Todd McFarlane. And like I said, there's just no way you walk by this issue without at least giving it a little peek on the inside cover. I'm, I'm glad you called that out about the webs because I'm almost positive that Todd McFarlane invented that. And it's this it's this look that artists have 
gone with since then. And again, it's like the web and then there's like coiling around it and they're really thick. And so they're like the really meaty webs. The other thing I wanted to call out is the poses of Spider-Man are so cool because again, he's spider-like. And so they make his, uh, what am I trying to say? Geometry, the way his leg reaches in this crazy like up position where his foot is almost by his head. And they, they make him always swing through the air in these really sick poses. Um, another thing I wanted to call out is his suit is black. And traditionally comics, you know, they're not black. You do black lines around the edge. The inker does black on the edges. This, his whole inside is black. And so the outside is like this light blue lines. So you have blue lines or sometimes white lines instead of the black. And it creates a really interesting, you know, again, way to bring him out when traditionally Superman and all these guys are super bright colors. You know, obviously Batman wears dark suits, but this one is just pure black um, with the white eyes and stuff. And I love the way that's that's done with the with the blue lines there. Hell of a cover. I love it. That'd be this would be an incredible one to own as a single issue if you're getting into the collecting game. And the logo of the Amazing Spider-Man is so cool too. I'm just now kind of looking at this and it looks like Spider-Man has kind of like a drop shadow. Amazing doesn't, but the is like a little script and it's all this and something once we get into the inside it is so hand-drawn, all of this stuff. And that was the thing that stood out to me. Again, we're kind of at first impression, so we can kind of talk about that. I've We've opened 300 a little bit, but compared to modern comics where a lot of these guys are using computers and digital in some way or another, the hand-drawn elements of both this cover and the insides is just so apparent, even down to the lettering, when lettering now is almost completely digital. Um, so seeing the craft and like the, again, like the the little mistakes and the attention to detail that these artists were doing, putting out monthly book after monthly book is, there's a combination of speed, but again, the craft, like they are really like doing it themselves and it's awesome to see. The lettering is incredible. I've just kind of, you know, peeked in the first issue and all I'll say is stay tuned for the art awards in the full episode because yes. this lettering we've got to talk about. Absolutely. All right, gang, that's going to wrap it up. It is Venom month. We hope to see a Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage trailer dropping pretty soon. We're excited about it. We're going to go back and revisit Venom 1 for our next episode. So so stay tuned for that for Adaptation Alley. That's going to wrap it up for this First Impressions episode. If you enjoyed today's show, tell a friend and leave a review on your podcast app of choice. Go pick up a copy of these two Venom books and join us in two weeks for our full in-depth episode diving into the nitty-gritty of Venom. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, Follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.